They're remembering that we have brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are persecuted, who suffer for their faith. uh, They have everything from uh, social pressures to literal physical threats and imprisonment and even death. And we're going to see some of those things and hear some of those things here this morning. Um, One of the things that we want to do with this is not just to pray today. I mean, that's important and we will pray today very specifically for the persecuted church, even as we've already done. But one of the things we want to do is we want to highlight this as something that would be ongoing in all of our prayer lives. That's why we maintain this persecuted church bulletin board up here. There's all kinds of resources and information there to guide your prayers. That's why we have monthly the insert that gives specific prayer points for each day. So you can be praying throughout the course of each month for that. Uh, there's, uh, we have an insert in the bulletin today where you can go and get more information if you want. There are apps that uh, VOM has and Open Doors has that can guide your prayers. There are all kinds of resources. So if you say, well, gee, I don't know how to pray, then that's a really bad excuse because there's all kinds of things that you can do to be praying. We have a new uh, banner over there that shows the countries in the world that are either hostile to faith or they have some sort of restrictions. And so if you ever kind of wonder uh, where, where are these things happening, uh, that's another place you can go. The flags here in the auditorium this morning represent countries that TCF missionaries have been where Christians are either persecuted or there are uh, restrictions to their faith. Uh, Some of those are places where we currently have missionaries, like we're going to hear about India and Nepal today and Buddhism. And uh, and some of them are places where we've had um, missionaries in the past, but they have uh, returned from the field or are no longer on the field. So, uh, So this is part of the heartbeat of our church. That we, you know, we're a missions church. This is the heartbeat of our church, and this, is, this falls into that category. So that's why we do this every year, but again, it's not just for today. So today, we are going to see, we're going to have three prayer focuses. One of the things that we don't often think about is children and how children are impacted by persecution. And so we're going to have a video about that here in just a few minutes. And the other thing that we don't, so, that, so one of our prayer focuses this morning is going to be for children, children who are living in persecuted church countries. Uh, another pro- focus that we don't often think about, because we tend to think about persecution as being uh, Middle Eastern countries and Muslims persecuting Christians, and of course that's true, and that happens all over uh, the Middle East and in other places, even in Asia, for example, where Indonesia is highly Muslim and Christians are persecuted there as well. But we often don't think of another source of persecution, and that's Buddhism. And we're going to focus on that a little bit today, and that's going to be one of our prayer points as we pray together this morning. And uh, the other one is Sub-Saharan Africa. So we think again of Northern Africa, where uh, Muslim persecution is taking place and where the war is taking place, etc., etc. But Sub-Saharan Africa, some of those countries are facing persecution, even though many of those nations in sub-Saharan Africa are largely Christian, but they are persecuted by Muslims in those lands uh, just because they're Christian, burned churches and things like that. So these are the three focuses we're going to have on prayer this morning. 
And I also wanted to mention that we have a missions prayer band that prays every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. in the prayer room upstairs. You go up the stairs and you, the first door to the right as you turn right. And that's where they meet at 9 a.m. They pray for our missionaries, but they also pray regularly for the persecuted church. So we have drafted three who are regular attenders of that meeting to do and lead us in prayer this morning in those three prayer segments. So that's what, that's what to expect here over the next 30 minutes or so. And so let's get started. So Christians are persecuted for bearing witness for Christ, and Christian children are persecuted for bearing witness for Christ. We Again, we don't often think about that. We think of the adults, we hear about the imprisonments, we hear about pastors who are persecuted. And so we want to remember that this morning. We want to pray that God will give courage and strength to our youngest brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who maybe suffer for their faith. Uh, think about these strategic the strategic element of this for persecutors. If you stop the evangelism and discipleship of children, the faith, how's the faith going to grow, right? And so, so there's, a, there's an enemy strategy going on here, and we want to pray that the Lord would be faithful to children around the world. We want to pray that persecuted Christian parents and church leaders will disciple their children despite opposition. Can you imagine how hard it is for a parent in a nation where Christians are persecuted to encourage your kid to be a Christian and undergo the same kind of thing? So we're going to see now a story. Uh, This is a video produced by Voice of the Martyrs, and this is a a dramatized story of a true story, and his name is Shezhen. I never chose to become a Buddhist monk. My parents chose it for me. They sent me far away to a monastery.
And my father left me there. For the next nine years, I was trained to be a monk. Eight hours a day, seven days a week. All I did was memorize and recite. Memorize and recite. The words of the Buddhist text spoke of peace and tranquility. But my teachers lived something very different. First John. Okay, great. God showed how much He loved us by sending His His one one day and only. What is this? Huh? You're not supposed to read these types of books in the house. Have given me a place to stay. 
I'm reading more from the book David gave me. I have read about the light. It is the light I want. So think about that. Think about Sejun. Think about the uh, thousands of Sejuns that are out there. We're going to have uh, Al now come and going to pray for children who are living under persecution. So let's join Al in prayer as he comes. Well, unlike most of you here, you probably haven't prayed or even consider praying on a daily basis. God wants us to, to pray for the children of the world and to take time uh, to pick out maybe a small group or just a number of different groups that we, we can go over and over as you pray in, in, the, in the spirit and, and God leads you to touch children all over the world who are under persecution their parents are many are lost and so they said St. John in Nepal and elsewhere he was one of many persecuted and made to be forced to do things that he didn't want to do. He didn't want to be, become a Buddhist monk. And he didn't. Uh, it was just very hard for him. So I think that the uh, most I can say, instead of information, I can give you a, a word of exhortation that you would actually pray on a daily basis. And I confess that I haven't done that. And I think this congregation hasn't done that either. As much as we talk about it, I, I don't know. But God wants us to enter in like never before for, for children all around the world, different places, Nepal, India, uh, Myanmar, and a good way to also follow, follow up on this is to be involved with uh, groups like uh, World Compassion, and uh, of course, uh, 
voice of the martyrs. Let's pray for the parents of these kids. And uh, that's very important that they would protect their children instead of give them away. persecuted and children who are persecuted because of their family, because they're Christians. But I can't say it enough. We need to pray on a daily basis. I can go over that and over that, but uh, I just think we're too, we're too easy on ourselves. No condemnation. children need support. We need to support them and support their mother and father. We need to find ways to be involved with these groups. Uh, there's a group that says, come and see. They were able to show a, uh, a film of uh, what is that film that Yeah, there was a group that showed uh, the film The Chosen in Madagascar to 3,000 uh, children who were orphans. And th th they were able to just impact their, just their children who've never seen or television or anything such as that. But I guess I came up here just as more than pray for little physics, this and that. I, I came up here to be a light and uh, a rebuke even to me and to this congregation to believe that we, we can just ignore, we can't ignore this any longer. So don't, don't take any something that's not yours, but take what you have and take what you are should be taking. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you would bring the proper conviction to us, Lord. And to not make excuses for ourselves, but to stand in the gap. We do this now in Jesus' name.
So one of the things we noted in the video about Sejun is not just the persecution of children, but the persecution that comes from the Buddhist worldview. And there are more than 500 million people who are practicing Buddhists in countries around the world. And because of some of the things they believe, they almost feel obligated to persecute Christians. And so again, this is not something we typically think of. We think of Muslim nations. We don't think of Buddhists persecuting Christians, but it's happening as it did in the video. Is it happening with children? And so we're going to ask uh, Tom to come now and pray for this segment. Gordon sent me a link to uh, an article in Vietnam recently. The, the Buddhists have taken ascendancy, and so equally, Christians or anybody, they are being super severe. So, Lord, we pray and lift up the Buddhist ideology, and we pray for those captured by the ideology that you would reveal yourself, that there would be a move our prayers, that the Holy Spirit has revelation. There would be uh, a loss of being able to appreciate and just do with dogmatism, to be hungry for truth, and that you would fill that void and there would be a revival in all these countries and in the countries where they have not yet gotten supremacy, that you would have revival there as well, and there would just be a All nations, tongues, tribes, and peoples will come to Christ. We thank you, Lord. Amen. So we need to remember not just the children who are suffering under persecution, but uh, the darkness of Buddhism, which is part of that persecution. So... Uh, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit here now and note that uh, 95% of Christians killed for their faith in 2022 were murdered in sub-Saharan Africa. And so uh, startling statistic when you think about that. And so this is our challenge to care, to pray, to have compassion, 
And so this is what we're focusing on here today. Um, and as we pray, we do help our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's an important thing. And I think anybody that you've ever talked to who's lived under persecution, uh, Gordon can echo this from the context of when uh, Christians were persecuted in uh, communist Russia and uh, the so old Soviet Union, uh, that those brothers said, pray. That's what we need more than anything. We need, we need prayer. So we think about these things as we move forward. And this is something we need to do together. This is why we do what we're doing here today, that we can stand with our brothers and sisters in Christ and those who suffer. Uh, we can pray for their faith. We can pray for courage. We can pray for boldness. So here's just a little bit of information. Some of this in this video, uh, this is actually a news report, but some of this is about sub-Saharan Africa. Some of it is about persecution in general, but I thought it would be helpful for us to watch here. Although fewer Christians died for their faith in Christ last year, Christian persecution is up, increasing to the highest level ever reported. According to Open Doors, a ministry to the persecuted church, one in seven Christians worldwide now experience high levels of persecution or discrimination. Part of the reason that it's getting worse is because it is getting worse in more places. So particularly this year, we see the spread of violence against Christians in sub-Saharan Africa. In the 10 countries where Christians experience the most persecution, seven of them are in countries like Somalia, Sudan, and Eritrea. But this year, North Korea earned the top spot as the worst country offender. In 2020, the communist regime passed a new thought law, increasing punishments for consuming Western radio and TV broadcasts, as well as Christian literature. In fact, in 2020, with the anti-reactionary thought law that was introduced in North Korea, we see that just legitimizing further and a consistent persecution of Christians in that nation. But honestly, it is harder for it to get worse than it is today. Last year, Afghanistan held the number one ranking on the Open Doors World Watch list after U.S. troops withdrew from the country in 2021. This year, Afghanistan is ranked number nine. The Christians that remain have gone deep underground, and so they're Few of, there are fewer Christians remaining, and few of them are willing to, to raise their heads and be seen. Among other countries of concern, India, China, and Nigeria. That West African country is now ranked at number six. Just last week, assailants set the home of Roman Catholic priest Isaac Ache on fire, burning him to death. President Biden removed Nigeria from the U.S. list of countries of particular concern after the Trump administration gave the country that designation in late 2020. There is clear evidence that there is persecution of Christians because of their faith. We would urge them to, to put Nigeria back onto that list of countries of particular concern. Open Doors is asking that people contact members of Congress about Nigeria and other countries to get involved in helping the persecuted church and to pray daily for suffering Christians worldwide. Gary Lane, CBN News. So again, just highlights some of the things that are going on in persecution literally around the world. And of course, sub-Saharan Africa, not generally a place we think of because uh, many of those countries are highly evangelized. They have a lot of uh, Christian population, but there's, there's literal wars going on and uh, Muslim groups that are persecuting Christians in those countries where Christians are either the majority or it's like a 50-50 split. So I want to ask Gordon to come now, and we're going to pray for 
the remainder of the sub-Saharan Africa and those things. Okay, we're uh, praying for persecution in sub-Saharan Africa. This is Nigeria, Sudan, Somalia, Central African Republic, Congo, and Ethiopia. I want to highlight in particular uh, Nigeria. Beatings, physical torture, confinement, isolation, rape, severe punishment, imprisonment, slavery, discrimination in education, employment, and even death of persecution that they receive. They mentioned one in seven uh, worldwide are experiencing high levels of persecution, and it's mainly because of the fact of the spread of persecution in sub-Saharan Africa. Nigeria has had the dubious, dubious distinction of being Africa's most brutal persecutor. For Christians in northern Nigeria, and like Bill said, uh, southern Nigeria is almost totally Christian. Northern Nigeria has the largest minority population of Christians in the world and under severe persecution. Uh, they actually face attacks by Islamist Fulani militias, and of course you've heard of uh, Boko Haram, which is kidnapping uh, young women and uh, persecution of Christians. The United States House Representative referred to Nigeria as the most dangerous place for Christians in the world. So let's pray particularly for Nigeria, but also these other areas. The Lord, we just want to thank you for this opportunity. The scriptures say where two or three are gathered together. In your name, you are in our midst. And Lord, that you hear our prayers. We lift up our brothers and sisters in Nigeria, especially northern Nigeria, that are suffering persecution. We think of those that have been kidnapped by Boko Haram. Uh, we've heard some good reports about how many have escaped. Uh, some have been released, but many are held. And we pray, O oh Lord God, that you would send your Holy Spirit to minister your grace, your protection, your love. I was thinking about just the trauma that even those that have returned are experiencing, that you would give wisdom to those who are ministering to those with that kind of trauma. We're asking, Lord, that the government of Nigeria stand firm on, the, on behalf of righteousness. We understand they're just really not doing much about it. We pray, O oh Lord God, that there would be protection for Christians and Christian churches. We pray, Lord God, that you would bless, encourage, and strengthen our brothers and sisters. And Lord, that you would lay it upon our hearts, even as Al was talking about, that we tend to not approach this unless we're reminded. We pray that you would remind us daily to pray for the persecuted church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Al. Appreciate your participation in this. We uh, want to remind you of some, some things that we've already mentioned, that, that we have this board over here if you ever need resources. But even especially in the uh, bulletin insert that you have, uh, you can get your own resources. You don't have to wait to come here. You can get on mailing lists, email, um, and, uh, and you can go to websites. There are a myriad of resources to equip you to pray for the persecuted church. I want to remind you of the missions prayer band. 
Uh, maybe that's one way that some of us might feel convicted to respond to Al's admonition to be more intentional about praying on a regular basis for the persecuted church. You can join that. They would love to have you join them at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. They're there every Sunday praying for our missionaries and praying for the persecuted church. So it's kind of a sober thing, isn't it? There's, there's nothing fun about this. You know, almost any Sunday when we have a sermon there, we can find some humor here and there, right, for almost any theme. There's nothing funny about this. It's a very serious, very sober thing, which makes it hard for us to do. But it is important that we be reminded. It is important that we uh, mark this day annually. But again, our purpose is not just, oh, let's pray and then let's move on. Let's be regular. Let's be consistent. And we want to equip you to do that. So that's what we want to do with this service today. So uh, let's stand together as we prepare to dismiss. Heavenly Father, we can't help but be struck by the freedom that we have to freely gather, to freely <clears throat> uh, pray, to watch these videos, to get this information, Father, and to uh, remember our brothers and sisters in Christ, <clears throat> remembering that people like Sejun didn't have this freedom. Uh, we think of the thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Sejuns uh, in different places around the world where they are discouraged from co even considering Christianity because of the uh, dominant faith group in that country. And so, Lord, we do pray for those children. We do pray for that uh, darkness of Buddhism, and we do pray for uh, sub-Saharan Africa, all these places where Christians are persecuted and places that we didn't even mention this morning, too many to mention. We do pray, Heavenly Father, that your Holy Spirit would put on our hearts to be faithful, to stand with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and, Father, to obey the command that you gave us in Hebrews chapter 13. Remember those who are in prison as those in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. These people are part of the body of Christ, as are we, and so we pray that we would not forget them. In Jesus' name, amen. We're dismissed.